welcome, welcome to the Run With Us podcast, your show for everything Chicago Bulls. And now, your co-hosts, Michael Lavalarte and Kevin McKenna. Bulls fans, Bulls Nation, everyone who sees red, welcome back to the Run With Us podcast. This is episode 16 now. Um, we're a podcast sponsored by the Basketball Podcast Network. Today we have a special guest in the booth, my my good friend and a great friend of the show, DJ DeGand. Welcome, DJ. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Now, everyone, a big announcement. Kevin McKenna, your, one of your favorite hosts, maybe your favorite host, is currently... In the fire academy, he's training to become a fireman. So the next couple of weeks, he will be uh, he'll be absent from the show. So DJ and you know possibly some other guests will be filling in for Kevin. We're still gonna hopefully stick to the regular schedule. And you know DJ knows a lot about basketball. He's a huge ball. I mean Bulls fan. Um, mm. We'll get the joke later. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, everything's gonna remain the same. Uh, we're still going to have some great basketball content for you with the preseason coming up this week, some other stuff to talk about. DJ, I'll give you a second to introduce yourself to the fans. All right. Well, as Michael has uh, previously stated, my name is DJ. Um, this is, I'm going to be honest, this is my second year uh, being a full-time Bulls fan. We converted him. We converted. We converted me because uh, I used to be a Spurs fan, a humble Spurs fan, um, but as a Michael's joke just stated, um, I do love Lonzo Ball, so his move to Chicago helped sway me. Um, but I'm uh, I'm just excited to be here, excited to uh, to uh, chat about the Bulls this year. You sound like you just got signed to a team you don't want to play for. Uh, no, I'm not DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> um, DeAndre Ayton, that's funny. Um, but yeah, I'm just, like I said, I'm excited to be here, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we can... We can make this last. Yeah, definitely. So. Thank you. Thank you. I know it was last minute, but thanks for coming on the of course, show. Of course. And uh, I guess we should just get right into it. So the first thing we want we got to talk about is obviously is obviously Lonzo Ball. We know that you know the injury history from last season. He had surgery and didn't recover enough to come back for the playoffs. Summer, you know, happens the off season. Everyone thinks he's going to come back by the start of the season. Then we hear, uh oh, he might not be ready for training camp preseason. Now he just had another knee surgery. But good news is that they seem to have figured out what the problem was, and they're expecting a full recovery this time. Um, it, it's a very the timetables vary. They're expecting him to miss probably about half the season. Um, yeah, because I I seen uh, one article that was just posted recently earlier today, um, just Billy Donovan giving an update saying that the surgery went well. Of course, he's still on crutches, um, but everyone's feeling positive about about it, which is a good sign for. Uh, for the club and then for the fans as well, it's just a huge uh, morale boost. Right, um, but I, I'm expecting him. Like they're being very hush about everything, which most organizations usually are. Um, but they're still letting, like, trying to clear him, uh, like let him rest essentially yeah. before rehab. And uh, hopefully, if all goes well, I can see a return as early as like January. That would be ideal. Yeah. And again, I, I, I like the way that they're not rushing him back. Although yeah. we, he is a big part of the team, and we need him. Because have, of what he does for yeah. the team. We have depth at the point guard position. We have players who can step in. But it's more important that we can have him play for the next couple of years. Yeah. Because we don't want him to play, you know, a couple months this season and then have to have him another full surgery again. So get him get him right. Get him healthy. Uh, you know, he can spend some quality time at home with LeVar Ball. I don't know if they lived. I, don't, I doubt they lived they together. They don't live together, no. But, <laughs> but I'm sure LeVar, LeVar has been, you know, their first son during this process. And, 
you know, one of the things I did see was also Zach Levine speaking out to Lonzo, and, you know, they've been talking a lot because Levine obviously has had some knee injuries, and yeah. he just had his arthroscopic surgery in the offseason. So, you know, they're, they've kind of become bonded over having bad knees. Yeah, um, it's crazy how that works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah. If there's anyone that that can give him the best advice, is definitely Zach Levine. Just just because you know when he was in Minnesota, like um, rookie. Uh, how long was he there? About a few years, three, four years. He I was think? there for a couple of years, yeah. And then he got the ACL injury, um, obviously. Yeah, but when he still had this 50 inch plus vert. But then of course he had ACL injuries, and then that actually didn't slow him down. But you know, it's just that seeing someone like that. If I was Lonzo, seeing someone like Zach, um, is like would motivate me because it's like, well, if he can do it, why can't I? Right. You know. And you know, speaking about Zach. Um, his, you know, it's crazy to think that that man had a torn ACL because, yeah. of, and everyone's talking about, oh, it was his down year for Zach. The dude averaged almost 25 points a game, four assists, four rebounds, you know. He's one of the best scorers in the NBA. Yeah. And for that to be a down year for him, that speaks to what people are expecting for him this year of and for what people believe he can be because the Bulls not only signed him to be, you know, re-signed him to be one of the faces of our franchise, but he's still young. He's only 27, 28 years old, and he has a lot of room to grow. And from what we've heard about this year is the players, his teammates, and the coaches is, are saying that Zach is looking and feeling better than ever. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw anything about the, the training camp so far, but there's an article that Donovan was saying that, and and Levine himself, that they were saying that he's playing better than he expected himself because Levine coming is coming off the offseason knee surgery as well, yeah. and Levine was not expecting himself to be you know this explosive already. So that's a great sign to hear. Yeah, um, and and a hot take uh, early on already for me. I was thinking about this earlier today, um, and obviously, like you said, like Zach has very like we all have very high expectations for Zach, um, not necessarily MVP right. expectations, but at least like a top three, top five you know guard in this game. Yeah, um, I expect. My expectations for Zach are to flip roles with DeMar. So last year, just looking at the stats, you know, Zach averaged about 24 a game, about five boards, and about four and a half assists. Um, and DeMar was 28, 5, and 5. I expect it to flip. I expect um, the scoring, hopefully, to be more balanced. Like, I would love to see Zach at around 27, 28 a game, maybe even 29. Um, and then having DeMar be in the complimentary role, just kind of like the pass the torch, if you right. will. Um, even though, again, everyone like last year, sleeping on the Bulls, especially sleeping on DeMar, um, even though the MVP, uh, they still they still don't see it. I don't know what it is. But I would love to see, I would love to see like, a, a change, you know, like having DeMar's assists right. go up, like yeah. having playing better uh, team-oriented basketball and letting Zach, like, run things, you know. And, you know, you talked about Zach averaging 29. Wow, that would be great. I just, I'd rather have him and DeMar average 25 and maybe see Patrick Williams average like 15 points a game. Yeah. Maybe Vooch average close to 20 again because if the team's going to win. Now, there's I remember the, the home game against the Suns specifically last year, in late, late part of the season. You know, Suns were obviously the best regular season team in the league last yeah. year. Yeah. And they came into Chicago and the Bulls played. I think Zach and DeMar both had over 30 points. And I don't think anyone else had over 10 on the team. And we yeah. lost by what? It was it was like a thirty point game. I think Malcolm Hill came off the bench and hit like four threes or something at the yeah. back end of that game. But the point is that you know we can have the guys score, but I want to see their playmaking. I mean, you you saw Demar in San Antonio and yeah. how good of a playmaker was he there? And I, I know he learned a lot from Popovich. Absolutely, yeah. That, that's like Demar. His stats. I think I think him going from San Antonio to the Bulls was kind of like not freeing him in a way, uh, but it kind of let him go back to his old self because in San Antonio, I think he's only averaging around 20, 22 points a game, but every right. other 
uh, statistic um, was up. Yeah, like, right. his rebounds yeah. were up, assists were up, his, he was playing more defense. And, and it, it came it, Chicago, and he can go back kind of like Toronto, DeMar. Exactly. But we don't want, we want a combined version Yeah, we want, we want, now, like, last year better. was great, but we didn't see him as much of a playmaker. And he is a really good playmaker when mm-hmm. he wants to be. But, you know, he was just such a bucket last year. There was not really a need for him to be that passer. Yeah. Point. But in San Antonio, you know, he started a point guard sometimes. He was a point forward for him. And, you know, he talks about, and you know, on his podcast that he goes on and stuff like that, he always talks about how much he learned from San Antonio, Popovich, and just playing with that kind of team and culture. Because it's, it's one of the most unique teams in basketball, I yeah. think. Yeah, because, I mean, you get, like, Pop, who, in my opinion, is the best coach of all time. No bias, obviously. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Pop, like, he he's that hardcore, like, military background. Like, he doesn't put up with any BS. Right. Um, Egos like, are set to the side when you play for the Spurs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like, like the... Yeah, like the Spurs and like the Steelers, and NFL, like, like those kind of organizations, like the Patriots, like they don't, you're there to play. You're not there exactly, to do anything yeah. else. Right. So. Um, but yeah, so going back to Zach, I agree that I want to see Zach kind of be that top dog. Last year we saw him defer a little bit, whether it was because he wasn't healthy or it was because DeMar was just so hot last year. Pause. Anyway. No, no, no pause. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so Zach being that top dog, because he's the guy, you know, DeMar's only got one year left on his contract. Zach is the face of the Chicago Bulls, mm-hmm. but the, the the great thing is like it's a it's a great problem to have. Yeah, you have two such good sto- scores that who's who's your main guy, and hopefully Billy Donovan and the excuse me and the team finds a way to kind of integrate everyone together better than we saw last year because last year we did have a really new team. I think we're, there was only a couple players that were actually with the team than the year before. I think it was Zach, Kobe White, and Patrick Williams. Everyone else was new, mm-hmm. and having that kind of turnover is not easy for a coach to. To have the team come out and be the first seed in the East for the first half of the season, obviously it's how you finish, not how you start. But you know the Bulls were elite when we had our full team. Yeah. So if we can get, you know, while we're waiting for Lonzo to be healthy, if we can hopefully stay healthy, and have everyone play together in the best team basketball they can play with Zach leading the charge, like you said, I think we're it's a recipe for success. Yeah. Um. And like now thinking about it, maybe twenty nine was a stretch. Um. Because right. I only think like handful of people can average over 29 a game yeah and uh, you usually see like those kind of scores with not another guy like demar yeah it's it was like it's kind of like the way i was thinking it was like the cj demar uh damian lillard um situation right. in, in portland where damian was averaging 29 30 and cj was like complimenting him at 22 23 yeah. um, but they also had no other scoring on their team yeah like that, so, so so that was yeah. like if if we can if we can get Zach around around 27 a game and have DeMar around 25 26 or at least maybe both at 26 if our again players, if that's the averages we're getting i think that we're going to be really successful this of course. year because that's um, a lot of scoring from two players and then hopefully like we said Vooch can get between 16 to 20 i don't you know don't expect him to make a huge jump no. after his regression last year but we just need to see more consistent and more um efficient Vooch yeah and that, and speaking on Vooch like i wanted to talk about Vooch he I mean, of course, he's never going to go back to Orlando Vooch as long as he's in Chicago being the the number three guy. Um, But I would love to see him. Like, even last year, he averaged 17 and 11, which is still solid. Like, it's still not all-star caliber Vooch, but it's still, like, very, like, top half of the league in in terms of centers. He's he's probably, like, in my opinion, at least a top seven, like, interior center. Right, and he's so talented scoring the ball. Obviously, his defense is a weak point. He's a good rebounder, even though he's not the most athletic and— you know, his frame is fine. He's like 6'11", yeah. and he's got good weight. But he's not, you know, you don't see him as a, a bulldozing rebounder, kind of like a Drummond. Yeah. No, but Vooch is always, you know, we call him a walking double-double. He wakes up, he grabs the 10 and 11 boards. 
but it's the scoring and the efficiency. He was just missing too many easy shots last yeah. year. And I think that a lot of that stemmed from, he said himself, in training camp this year, he was playing outside in, and they don't need that from him. While we do need, you know, we need as much shooting that we can get on this team due to the lack of knockdown shooters we have, we need Vooch to dominate the paint. Like yeah. you said, he's, he's still at top center in the league in terms of post scoring and just touch around the rim. And if he can get this confidence back going and, you know, be able to finish around the rim, the easy shots, and then move out, hit the three as a complimentary part of his game, I think that if that happens, the Bulls are going to be lethal this year. Yeah, it's it's more of, of, of like you said, like staying in the paint and just staying true to, to to his game. Right. And especially if he's averaging, like, the same stats as last year, 18 to 20 a game, and, like, say, DeMar or Zach are having an off game, we, ha- we have Vooch to, to pick us up. Exactly. Um, and, and it also just helps to spread the floor because – I mean, having Vooch in the paint and having Zach out for three or DeMar standing around, like, the elbow on the other side, like, it's it's perfect. Um, on top of Vooch, though, st- sticking with centers, I do have a lot of people, I think you and Kevin, I'm more of Kevin, uh, was was disagreeing with the Andre Drummond signing. I was a little I was a little um, upset at it. But I was because I wanted someone else. Like, I wanted a different type of center. Yeah. But I, I've come around on Drummond, so I want to hear what you have to say. And I, as soon as it happened, I remember we were all out one night when it when it got announced. He got he got signed, and um, like I said, like you guys were like, oh, I don't know, but but I was as soon as I signed, I'm like, that's like the perfect signing. That's what the Bulls need because of course Drummond isn't you know prime Drummond, but he's still a very solid um, backup big. He could be a starting big on some teams as well. Right, as a backup, um, he's. Above, he's, he's above average back yes, for sure. Because he was average he just looking at his averages here, he averaged eight and nine, and that was mostly off the bench. Right. So and and his defense, I mean he he's got a big frame, obviously. He's always been known as a defensive and a, a rebounder. Um but I think like the interior protection is what we need the most, especially off the bench, because if, if Vooch is getting torched by like Embiid or Jokic, like we know we have Drummond right. to fall back on a little bit. Right. And at least he's a physical presence and you might not be able like he's not a shot blocker, he doesn't really alter shots, but he can play he's, physical he's style basketball, yeah, he's there. and he's not going to back down from anyone. And it, right. uh, again, with with Lonzo being out, it kind of hurts because Lonzo is also, in a way, like our second big man. Because when right. he he because Lonzo's defensive awareness is just so it, it's it's off the charts. He he knows like okay, well my son he knows Vooch is getting back down. He's like I got to come out and help. Same with Caruso and and uh, a couple other guys. Um, but having those having when we were like like you said earlier, having us at full health, um, our defense is honestly like the scariest part. Because right. we have so much versatility with with one guy's bad, but we have two others to help him out. So, Thank God we still have Caruso, right? Yeah, of course. Yes. Um. Yeah. So speaking about Caruso, obviously he tried to take a, change his jer- jersey number, mm-hmm. and the NBA said no. You sell too many jerseys because you're loved by so many. Because he and, is literally the Gerber baby. He is <laughs> a beautiful human being. Yes, and unfortunately, I I always like Caruso wearing the number six, but you know I feel like. If he wants to change his jersey number to honor, it's not like he's doing it for no reason. He wants to do it to honor Bill Russell, the late Bill Russell. Yeah. So the NBA was, I guess, is prioritizing money over, you know, tradition and being, you know, just respecting the the, the greats yeah. that have played before you. But you know, it's not a big deal. But it's something that's kind of like, all right, well, Caruso's, you know, he's one of the, he's uh, even though he's not a, one of the top players in the NBA, he's one of the most famous players in the NBA. Yeah. And. You know, he wants to do this in respect, and they're not going to let him. And it's, it's. It I mean, is it is, it is obviously a little bit like annoying, I think. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's also kind of like an homage to him because he's like, well, you know, he, he in 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 all reality, he's not obviously he's not an all star, he's not a superstar, but he's one of the best role players, not even role players, like starting players in this league. Right. And he's just loved by like not even our team, yeah. but every team right. loves uh, Caruso. Like everyone loves a hustle guy like that. 
Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, I think, uh, it, it's kind of a different situation to where like the Lakers with AD switching his number when LeBron came in because LeBron wanted like twenty three, right, and yeah. then AD's like, oh, I'll just I'll give him the number, uh, which is funny because LeBron is switching to six. But <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I personally. I, I even think like if he wants to if he wants to respect them, then obviously I think the NBA should let him. But that's where we are nowadays in in America, especially. It's just you know, they're all about the money. Yeah, everywhere. So right. All right. So real quick, I wanted. I know you listened to our last week's episode about of course. about the the Bulls all time everything draft, and I wanted to hear your opinions on our teams, my team and Kevin's team, and then some of the picks that you that we didn't take that you would have taken. Not the whole draft, but like just off the top of your head who you would have taken. Um so my vote for the better team, um I'm just off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember the most of the picks. Uh but I believe the first half, uh Kevin absolutely destroyed you in the draft. Like the first that's fair. Ten picks he had you by a landslide. Um and of course when when I uh he, Kevin gave me a, a sneak peek into he's like he just gave me one of your picks I'm like oh I already know how his team's gonna go um, I, <laughs> I was, was like this is meme squad yeah I'm like this is me interesting because I'm like that's probably the same thing I would do um, but the second half I think you beat him out I'm not gonna lie but off the top of my head um, like, like we've already discussed this before but I think uh, like some of the picks off my head was um, if I were to pick a player obviously be Lonzo because Lonzo's yes, my favorite yes. player. Um, the uh, I had one that you guys didn't mention the drummers at halftime. Yes, yes. The drummer band, I, I love them. They're always the best. Uh, I think you guys mentioned the run with us, or the, I'm sorry, the run with us, run with us podcast. I wish <laughs> the uh, the Bulls intro, the run, the run with the Bulls. Yeah, the yeah. Game, I, I had that one, and then also um, a dark horse was the uh, the games, uh, the last dance, the Utah Jazz one with the the kid in the crowd predicting the, the right, six ring. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you're just taking the kid. Oh yeah, the kid. Yeah, holding <laughs> the whole picture, but just the kid, you know. Okay. Um, and then I think I also had like it, cheating, but I also had uh, like playoffs Nate Robinson in 2012 because he was one of my favorite players to watch. Oh my god, that yeah. was electric. You no, know, those are some great picks, EJ. Mm-hmm. I still think you would have uh, bowed down to my God Squad that I picked, but, but oh, those yeah, would have yeah. been some of good course. picks. Of course, I, sure. I do disagree um, with the Powder Blues. The Powder Blues I've always loved. Um, yeah, I know. I, 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 it's probably a mixed uh, feeling between Bulls fans about those jerseys, but I just, I don't know. I feel like they were just lazy by the Bulls. Part. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a baseball guy at heart too. So when I see powder blues and any, especially when it comes to baseball, I'm like, that's, that's like the, the most beautiful jersey I've ever seen in my entire life. Can you imagine Lonzo Ball in that powder blue jersey? I might not live to see tomorrow because <laughs> I would just stop breathing. He's just so breathtaking. <laughs> the NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. You know, I'm a Bears fan, so it's hard to always bet on the Bears, but when I do, I see the odds on DraftKings, and they're just a little bit better than everyone else's, so there's a chance to make some more money off of the team that usually lets me down. Um, obviously they have their same step up, same game parlays, better prop bets, more bets available. I got to go with my bears. Usually it's hard to bet against them. Cause I know once I bet against them, they're going to lose or they're going to win and I'm going to be mad. So, but DraftKings always comes through with those boosted odds and gives me more of a chance to win money to make things even sweeter though. You can throw down on stepped up, same game parlays once per day, all season long. 
So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. Again, that's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, DJ. So we talked about Lonzo Ball. We talked about Zach Levine. We talked about the Caruso jersey situation. And we talked about how your team in the all-time Bulls draft would not be better than mine, even if you picked the championship banners that I know you wanted to talk about. Yeah. But now the main thing that's coming up is preseason. And Bulls-Pelicans at home tomorrow is at home, right? Uh, I believe so. It is home, yes. All right. That's awesome. We get to see the Bulls intro, thank God. And I think the biggest news, now this is not confirmed, but I have seen floating around that it is it is out there that Ayo Desumu will be the starting point guard. And that's, take it with a grain of salt, it is preseason. I'm sure Billy Donovan is going to try Caruso, try um, Ayo, and then even probably do Kobe, Kobe White yeah. and, and probably Goron too. Mm-hmm. But... For Iowa to be the first one, that does say something, yeah. and I'm okay with that because I think that it should either be Io or Caruso in the starting lineup. Yeah, it goes back to what we were saying before about the depth at guards. Right. We have we have three. I mean, I would honestly throw Goran. We have four starting caliber point guards. I know Goran's obviously right, like and not I don't want Goran starting because I don't like the defense between Zach and Goran yeah. in the backcourt. But he's he's his he's, his IQ yeah, and he's and a his, smart guy and he's, he's a veteran. Around, like right. it's it's it, he's a, he's a good fit. Um, and I, I guess I guess real quick that, that that signing looks a lot better now because, you know, there's some other point guards you could have signed, but, you know, you got to bring in some guys that have been there, that yeah. have, have been in that situation before. And, you know, Goran's one of the best leaders in the NBA. Everyone yeah. loves him, so it's but a good signing. I also think that just goes to show the fact that last year, um, I don't know if by off the top of my head if we were one of the youngest rosters in the league, um, but I think DeMar was the oldest player we had last year. I believe. Yeah, right? Demar and Vuce are really the only like two true old guys. Yeah, Demar's thirty three, Vuce is thirty one, and, and I wouldn't say we're like the youngest team because we're not rebuilding. But it feel it's actually surprising to see how young we actually are. Yeah, because yeah. you know you look at you look at the Lakers and you know they're I, I know the Lakers we talk about them a lot, but they're such an old team because yeah. they don't have a lot of young talent on the team. Yeah. But the Bulls, while we're still in this championship window with Vuce, Demar, Zach, we still have a lot of young talent. Lonzo Ball is only what twenty five years old now. Uh, I think he just yes. turned twenty five this year. Twenty four. 24 right now, mm-hmm. okay. Um, then Patrick Williams is obviously still really young. We have Kobe White, who's still on the team, and Dalen Terry, who, you know, people are really excited about. Yeah. So, you know, we're getting a little off track here, but you're, you're right. There's a lot of depth on the team, especially at point guard, and a lot of young talent. And, you know, Io showed out last year. Yeah. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't rookie of the year, but he he did exactly what the team needed from him and more. Yeah. You know, he, he, for being a second-round pick, to be starting that many games, putting that kind of contribution, being that kind of leader as a rookie— it's really impressive, and yeah, I'd be happy yeah. with him as a starting point guard. Um, and especially him being from Chicago, you know, it's it's even better for the fans to see because yep. he's he really is like the the epitome of of like the team oriented, yeah, um, like hardworking, like gritty guy that yeah. you want to see. He plays defense. He plays hard defense. And I was looking into some of his metrics metrics from last year, and he honestly didn't rate too high because of like teams would go at him. He's a rookie, yeah, yeah. but he like. He, he, that's the he, thing he with metrics, it. you know. You you see on the court the things that don't get measured, and you know it, it doesn't worry me. Like, yeah, he might be getting scored on a lot, but that's because he's put being put on the best the opposing team's best guard. Yeah, when we yeah. didn't have Caruso and Lonzo, you know, he was guarding the team's best perimeter player. So, you know, I think that Io has a lot of potential to 
you know, he's not. Do I see him being an all star? No. Do I see him being a star? Probably not because he doesn't have that deep of a. You know, he's not that. He has that deep of a bag. I'd say. Yeah. But what is he? What What's the leash you're gonna get from him? Smart play, good defense, and you know, knowing how to get others involved and when he should go for himself. Yeah. And that that's that's if that's the floor of IO, then that's fine. I'll take that. And a lot of that. Caruso and him are very similar players in that. Act. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I would still give the defensive edge to Caruso, yeah, obviously, because oh, he can guard one through four even if he needs to. Because even last year, I think he was guarding up against a playoff series that we don't want to talk about. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he was going. He, he was not like I said. Him and I have that that mentality. They don't back down from anybody. Like they'll right. go up against. They were go, both going against Giannis, and they didn't care. Like in right. metrics. Like you said, metrics only shows a certain amount of things. But when you look at the film or watch the game live, it's like well. He's guarding Giannis. It's kind of dumb, but back-to-back plays or three plays in a row, it's like he really wants this challenge, you right. know. So, and that's what you love to see, especially out of especially out of Iowa, uh, who was a rookie last year. Not to not to sleep on that. Right. Exactly. And and you know he's gained some weight in the offseason. He's put on some muscle. You know he's he had some time to rest because they used him a lot last year. Yeah. And, you know, as a rookie to be used that much on a championship team, had that playoff run. You know, physical, very physical team in the Bucks. So he got. He got a lot of bumps and bruises. Yeah, but, but he, you learn from that. Yeah, which is, you learn from which that. And, and like you said, he embraces that. Yeah. He lives for that. So Io, if if he is a starter, whether we see him through the regular season, you know, it is only preseason, but if he is a starter, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. But I say either Io or Caruso. I don't see Kobe White starting. I don't no, see DeGoran no. starting. They don't really make sense with the, the lineup that we have. But I do want to see them. I do want to see Kobe especially show consistency in the preseason. And then I want to see... Hopefully a little bit more from Dragic than we saw from him last year because he honestly didn't do great on the Nets and and the Raptors too I believe right yeah but he didn't really play much yeah. on the Raptors he didn't he didn't really want to be there but you know he was on the Nets and you know they, no one expects him to be the borderline All Star he was in Miami no but he he needs to be a consistent shooter because we're gonna need him for that yeah and then and then just be smart with the basketball that's all we ask from him yeah and and like I said he's he's. Uh, a very seasoned vet. He's 36 already, and obviously yeah. his age is showing um, in the latter half of his career. Uh, but as long as you know he, as long as he goes in there, he does what he needs to do, and let's, like you know follows the six of the game plan, uh, and then just be a team leader, which he's he's been a leader, I think, in every team he's been on. Yep. Really, um, you know, he's a good locker room guy. So as long as he can just stick to that, I, th- I think there should be no problems um, with him, and especially with the most all of our guards that we have are all young. Um, like they can learn a lot from him as yes, well, definitely. which is even better. Um, okay, so I also want to see in the preseason, and obviously this is what every Bulls fan wants to see is a couple more things. First off, Patrick Williams. Yes, he has. All right, this is the year. Now you know, for, first year he was a rookie. Last year injured for most of the year. Didn't really get to have a full off season. You know, didn't have the regular season that he we wanted him to have. This is the year. Yes. full off season to be healthy. You know. Great things always being said about him, whether it's working out with the pros in Los Angeles, working out with DeMar and Zach, or doing his own workouts with trainers and, you know, in some of the, the leagues around the that the offseason players do. Um, he's got to step up, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of player he is in the preseason because, you know, it's preseason, so I'm guessing he's going to be taking some shots. He's going to yeah. be jacking up the ball. Yeah. And I want to see that because, you know, how's the jump shot looking? Is he Does he look timid? Does he look rushed? Does he look... Like, he's a little bit more smooth in his game, and that's what we're looking for because, like you said, last year there was a lot of players that we needed to step up in scoring. And if Vooch wasn't able to do that last year and is not able to do that this year, then Patrick Williams might have to be that third option for us. Yeah, um, and and even last year when he was injured for most of the year, but when he actually came back, and I, I believe 
uh, DeMar would take rest days maybe, or but when Zach was injured too. Yeah, towards and, the end of the year. And, and they were basically just playing all of our bench players as starters. Right. Um, but P. Will was going for like 25 for most of those games. Like he I think was it was the last one, game against the year against the Minnesota He had Timberwolves, like 30, right? didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he had like 30. And, yeah. and while that's great, we want to see him do that. Now he's going he's gonna to need to do that consistently throughout the year. And, you know, it's not going to be 28 to 30 points because no. he's going to be a third, fourth option. But when he does get the ball and when his number is called, can he be dependent on? Yeah. And, you know, the 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 best problem to have is if he can do that, he might not get the chances to score that many points, but if he can be a really good scorer, then the Bulls have an elite player on their team. Yeah. But if he can't and he's, you know, he shows he doesn't show much growth, then you know, then you got to start thinking, all right, do we how do we how do we get production out of that other wing spot because that was such a hole for the team last year. He plays that power forward position and you know, we have guys like Javante, we have Derek Jones Jr. who filled in really nicely last year. And, you know, I think that Billy Donovan will not hesitate to make that change if if Patrick Williams doesn't show anything. But I'm expecting him to take that jump, and I think he's got the tools. He's got the body. He's got the build. Yeah. It's just can he put it all together himself. Yeah, and um, now obviously his uh, – I think his draft comparison was Kawhi Leonard. He, he uh, like, just looking at him, he is absolutely a Kawhi Leonard-type player. Right. Um, Build-wise. Uh, Skill-wise, obviously, he's – He's still developing because he's only 21. We drafted him really young. Yeah, he's super young. Um, but just from seeing all the videos I've seen, uh, highlights of him in the offseason, you know, especially him especially him early in the offseason, working out with DeMar, going right. to L.A., um, and I see all these videos of him just in open runs. Like, he looks – obviously, he's me confident because most of them aren't all going to be, like, NBA players. Some will be, like, college players. Uh, but him just having that confidence, you know, and having that correlate and carry over to, to NBA games is, is – would be amazing to see. Of course. Um, I don't, obviously him being, he's probably be the true fourth option um, unless somebody gets hurt or, yeah. or something happens. But I would love to see him around, like right around 13, 14 a game would be perfect yeah. for him. And then the efficiency is what was really a key. Because yeah. the scoring, if 13, 14 points per game, you'll look at that like, oh, okay, it's a decent year. But, you know, if he's hitting, he might only be getting, you know, 10, 11 shots a game. That's a decent amount for a fourth option. Yeah. If he's hitting, you know, six to eight of those, that's what we want to see. Yeah. Because, you know, that means when he gets a larger volume of, of scoring load, he's going to be able to, to to hit shots. Because, you know, you might be able to put 13 point, points up, but if you're doing it on 20 shots, then that's not good Yeah, efficiency. And, so, I mean, him being, like I said, being the fourth option, especially being behind three offensive-minded players, um, like he, he'll he'll get his shots obviously yeah. like when they're doubling or, or kickouts. Like he'll, he'll, get, he'll get his opportunities, you know. It's right. just capitalizing him is, yeah. is going to be the key. Exactly. All right, and I think the last thing for preseason that we want to, I want to see a little bit is just what can Dale and Terry do against NBA talent? Because yeah. we saw him in the preseason or in the summer league, looked good, not you know didn't look elite. We saw his ability to be elect, like kind of like an energy guy. You know, he's a, a leader already in the in the locker room on the on the preseason or mm-hmm. summer league. My bad. And um, we saw his he's he's athletic and he can play some defense and he's a playmaker. But there was also times where you know. Bad shot selection, not able to break anyone down off the dribble. And we know his weaknesses coming out of college. We yeah. know who we have. You know, projects as a 3 and D player with a little bit of playmaking ability too. <clears throat> with a small role probably to start the year, if any. What do you want to see from him in the preseason that he can carry into any opportunities he gets in, in the regular season? Um, so, honestly, I mean, obviously he was a guard at a college. Um, he went to Auburn, I believe, right? Arizona. Arizona, I'm sorry. Arizona. Um, and I think, you know, him being a guard there and then switching over to forward here, uh, like obviously he's six seven. He needs to put on a little bit more muscle. 
Um, but with Billy Diamond, just probably going to be switching around uh, lineups a lot this and trying to find the true uh, five for the start of the season. Um, I would love to see Dale and I was in that second role on the like start like coming off the bench and helping right. out. Um, but even even if he wants to try something, I would love to see Dale starting at point guard a couple games. I know it's it's. I don't it's, think he'll start a point guard, but I would like to see him play a lead guard role off the bench, yes, like a backup yes. guard. And I think that it's not realistic because of how many guards we have on the team. Yeah. But, but he is a point forward type of player, and you know he did it in college. He did it in the summer league. They put the ball in his hands, and they trusted him to make plays. And you know, if, even if it's just a couple opportunities to run the offense in the in the preseason, I'd like yeah. to see what he can do with the ball in his hands and how he can get others involved. Because that was one of his strengths coming out of college was his ability to be a playmaker. Yeah. And with the Bulls lacking their you know their best playmaker in Lonzo, who's going to step up and you know be the one to facilitate the offense? Because we know Caruso can do it. We know Io got better at it last year. Yeah. We know Kobe isn't really that kind of guy. And then Goran is can do it when when asked. But if if we can have a wing player, kind of a point forward to do that, that that adds so much more to the team, and yeah. it adds more to Dalen's value. Because we saw last year, rookies are going to be called upon, you know, like that. Yeah, It might be 10 games you don't play, and then you might be like, all right, you're the backup point guard, or you're the backup forward. Because we saw what happened to Iowa last year. Barely played to start the year, and then injuries happen, and we need him to be the starting point guard. So Dalen's got to be ready, and he's got to, you know, show something in the preseason that so he can have an opportunity to get those minutes. Yeah. Um, And I think, honestly, one more guy we should touch on, um, we kind of always forget about uh is Kobe right um because he still is young obviously and there was always a lot of rumors of like he's only 22 but there was a lot of rumors this offseason of you know seeing if he was gonna get moved for a bigger piece um which didn't happen but either way like I'm I'm, I'm okay that he's still here because he is a solid um I, I don't want to say starting caliber um because he can start he can but right. he won't be doing it over right. Caruso or Io um just because he's 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 like trigger happy in a way. He's he whenever he gets the ball, he just likes to shoot. Um, but if we can see him kind of develop more into that role that like I see out of Dalen, um, uh, into more of a playmaker, um, and see like how many like, see if he gets a couple plays that he can set up the offense. Um, I like to see that out of him as well. Right, and and you know what? Unfortunately, I just feel like that's not the player that he is, and <clears throat> the new coaching staff realizes that. And you know, while it would be great to see him show that. I think that what we really need from him is just to be a bucket. Yeah. Like he was last year, he was like, all right, the Bulls, he's going to be our guy off the bench. You know, the Bulls have their lineup, star-studded lineup, but who's going to be the guy off the bench? Because we really lack scoring in the in the backup department. And yeah. Kobe, you know, we thought he might be in the running for sixth man of the year, but, you know, he had really up-and-down year. Showed some spot, showed some flashes of him being, you know, that kind of guy off the bench, but... This year, we're going to need him again. We didn't really add a lot of scoring off the bench or in the draft this year. So if Kobe can come out and you know kind of be a Jordan Clarkson type player, not saying he's going to do it on that level, but just yeah. that spark plug off the bench, you can say, all right, DeMar and Zach need some rest. Kobe, go in, go in there and get out some buckets. Because yeah. he doesn't need, you know, two years ago, he was like, all right, you're the point guard of the future. We need you to initiate the offense, you know, run the pick and roll. He doesn't need to do that anymore. Go get some buckets. Yeah, and that goes the same with with. Um, P. Will obviously when we give Zach or Demar or right. Vooch rest, and we need somebody else to fall back on. I think it should be, even though um, Patrick is going to be starting, uh, I think he'll be starting for this year. Um, even though he'll be starting, if one of them goes out or both of them go out, like him and Co, we need to lead that second unit. Right. Um, yeah. Along with, I mean, Dalen. Dalen obviously um, isn't like a true scorer, but he can score if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the big thing is working on the jump shot a lot too, because we're going to need more. Um, I think we're gonna need more shooting, anyways. Oh, yeah. So it'd be nice if you can hit some threes. That's yeah. 
I mean, he's got a he's got a good he's got a good stroke um, pause, but I think you know he it, it, if if you work on it a little bit, you know, especially after a year or two, like he'll he'll if he can be a consistent like 36-37% shooter, like that's that's not that's pretty ideal, I think. And same with Kobe, but again, both of them are both like the same in in terms of shot selection. Right. So that's something that they're gonna need to work on, which hopefully Kobe is learning from as he's you know fourth year player yeah, in house. Yeah, yeah, developing. Actually, he shouldn't even really be developing. He should be developed by now. But um, he's still young. He's still got yeah, time. To, you yeah. Know, he, not a lot of pressure on him right now. Besides the fact that he just needs to be more consistent. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to be a superstar. He just needs to be. He's like go out there and yeah. play his game, really. All right. So I know real quick, you wanted to touch on the ESPN rankings that came out. Yes. So um, this, year, this year, this um, year, I f- I forgot what his name was. It was Kevin Kevin Pelton. I think his name is. Um, and they were swearing around on social media, um, showing projections. Um, you saw some, I saw some from like the Warriors obviously were, were disagreeing with it and, and other teams as well. Um, but this year, just based on, uh, stats based win projections is how they do it. Uh, they have us ranked at 38 and a half wins over oh. under, um, and placing 12th in Eastern That's Conference, sad. um, which is again, I, I, I saw this and I was like, you know, That's terrible. That's terrible. But at the same time, I was like, well, it's just another year that we're going to be underdog, you know? Right. Because last year we came out of the gates and we just stormed the league and we were, what, the top three seed, like, pretty much the entire year? Yeah, we were so, We were the one seed at the at the All-Star break. Yeah. Um, and, and like, not saying that it will happen again this year. I mean, it, it, pro- it very well could. Um, but at the same time, you know, I just, that's just disrespectful. Because, like, yeah, thir- like having, seat, us, having us a below 500 team, and we didn't add anybody, and I don't think we really lost anybody big, did we? No, not anyone that that really, not anyone that's like part of the core. Yeah, we're essentially just bringing back the same, we're bringing back the same core and then adding a few pieces and then having players from that said core um, growing, develop, yeah, yeah growing. And so, the chemistry building after another year yes. together. So um, I, I agree that that's, that's that. I hope that that's very wrong. That's what I think, but, you know, the, the projections are, are all predict- predictions, obviously, yeah. but, you know, how are you going to put a team that was so good last year? Obviously, the end of the, the team, the end of the year did not go the way Bulls fans expected or wanted it to, but, you know, like you said, this team was elite for a long part of the season, and everyone yeah. started talking about how good the Bulls are, and now it's like, all right, well, that was fun, but now they're the 12th seed. What? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I take it with a grain of salt because they're just projections, yeah. and like you said, that Bulls can just use this, be like, all right, let's show them what we really are. And, yeah. You know, use this as motivation, but... And it's I mean, just kind of like, you know, you think about the media personnel and, like, how, how I don't know how you can make an article that's saying the Bulls are going to be the 12th seed. Yeah, and I, like I said, they, they that's why this this kind of projection is very controversial in the right. basketball community because right. they, they do it sorely based on um, metrics and stat-based yeah. instead of, like, you know, actually going back and watching film or, like, old-school stuff, like, mm-hmm. saying, like, I, people who actually know, like, oh, they're not going to be... People, like, casual fans will probably look at this and be yeah. like, oh, yeah, they're going to be... They're gonna be t- and they're going to tell everybody, oh, yeah, they're going to be terrible, but then we're probably going to be, like, a 4-5 or five seed again this year, right. I think. Even though the East is stronger, I still think we could be a solid 4-5 or five seed. Um, but with all this said, all this being said, um, we do have a higher win projection than Lakers, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great to hear. Yep. All right, so that's just going to be about about it for today you know we'd lot to talk about now with the bowl season right around the corner uh, again dj great job today thank you for filling in for our beloved co-host kevin yep um i'm sure we'll see you back here in the next couple of weeks 
some, you know, there, there might be some changes in regards to the scheduling of the shows and the episodes, but, you know, we're going to continue to try to do everything on a week-to-week basis. We're super excited for the season to come out. We got so much happening, so s- stick with us, and DJ, I'll let you say it. Run with us, Bulls fan. Awesome. Peace out.